1029 The Hog presents another Bob and Brian podcast. We've all had enough reality already. It's time to get reacquainted with the edge of your seat because the big screen is back. Check out all the summer blockbusters coming to Marcus Theaters and Movie Tavern at MarcusTheaters.com. Friday morning. All the music questions that have piled up all week long will now be taken care of. Good morning, Gary. How are you? All right. How are you guys? Today? All right. We have Good. to start so off. Let's get to the latest question. Go ahead. Uh-oh. Did Engelbert Humperdinck ever uh, get, was he involved in a scandal or anything infamous or any troubles? Um. That's a good question. Um, I can't imagine he wasn't just because he's Engelbert Humperdinck, uh, you know, and the big star and everything. But nothing that's he's married nothing a long that's time. Hung with him, you know, over the years that when you when you mention his name, that's the first thing you think of. <laughs> um, you know, he's always impressed me as kind of a classy, straightforward mm-hmm. guy. So I don't know that. He did record lesbian seagulls for Beavis and Butthead do he America. Did, he did do that. I don't know if that's a controversy. I think that's just <laughs> not really cool. a controversy. Since we're just getting word of it it's now, just like a, it's just like a novelty tune for him. Though. The um the the reason Engelbert came up was, uh, some, one of us brought up "Please Release Me," and I said, "I think that's a Humperdink," and then we're going, "Nah, somebody else must have done that," but he gets credit for that. As a single, but everybody covered that song, right, on an album Please somewhere. Release me, let, let me go. go. Yeah, he had the big, he had the the big hit. Okay, for I don't love you anymore. I feel like that was a country tune. I don't. Know. Probably somebody probably recorded it. You he know? give it to Conway Twitty. He throws a steel pedal guitar in there, and it's a country song. All of a sudden. You know, a little twang. <laughs> oh, steel pedal guitar. Though. Hello, darling. Yeah, please. <laughs> you know. The song itself, you know, is from back in the 50s, you know, and it was recorded by a bunch of people before Engelbert made it a big hit. I'm pretty sure Patty Page and, you know, Ray Price did it, you know, I think, and the Everly Brothers apparently did a version, Dean Martin, um, but it was Engelbert who had, had the big hit. Right. Yeah, it was it was every it was a, it was a good nightclub song, right? Yeah. I mean, it was just uh, if you yeah. went to see some some Vegas act, they were going to do "Please Release Me." It's, oh it's God, car- there's car- a list you of know, them. It's yeah. a karaoke, you know, <laughs> yeah. kind of kind of tune. There's a list of 161 covers <laughs> of that song on the interwebs. Yeah, that's okay. You know, you can imagine, you know, the the, the guys who wrote it. You know, what Eddie yeah. Miller and Robert Yount and James Pebworth. Those estates are probably. You know, doing pretty well. Maybe. Yeah, yeah. maybe we don't know who we don't know who owns the copyright to it. You know, you said you thought it was a country song. Uh, Cheryl Crow, when she wrote "If It Makes You Happy," uh-huh. she wrote that with the intent. She wrote that with kind of a Patsy Cline yeah. in mind. And did you ever hear her demo of the country version? Yep. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. On, uh, yeah, it's really good. It yeah, may well, actually yeah. be better than the original. And you her- know, Cheryl Crow growing up in you know southeastern Missouri, you know that was that was that was country country. So, you know, that was that was a big part of her makeup that people didn't realize, you know, and, until a little bit later in her career when she went country. Yeah, there's uh yeah, it was covered by everybody. Yeah. Okay, so you we did hear everybody sing it. Yeah. Yeah, I'm, I'm not imagining that. Good. Yeah. I'm glad there's 160 <laughs> covers. It's and you know what? It's a good song. Well, I think we can look forward then to the Bob and Brian karaoke version somewhere. <laughs> no, no, I want Nelson covered it. Really? 
Okay. <laughs> sure. Why not? Right. Uh, no, because I like the song, so there'll be no karaoke versions of that. Let's get to the the other music news. Lindsey Buckingham had an up and down week this week. He did. He did. He, of course, coming off and you know a kind of you know down period where he got kicked out of Fleetwood Mac and then had heart surgery. Um, the good news for Lindsey Buckingham and his fans this week is he's announced his first new solo album uh, in more than ten years. Uh, it's going to be called I Don't Mind. I'm sorry, that's the single is I Don't Mind. The album is actually just called Lindsey Buckingham, and that's going to come out in September. A new song, I Don't Mind, is out now, and he's going to be kicking off his tour September 1st at the Paps Theater right right here in Milwaukee. So you get your first first you know first date of the Lindsey Buckingham tour there. However, uh, that good news is tempered by the word that he and his wife are reportedly going to split up. TMZ reports that Kristen Buckingham uh, has filed divorce papers in L.A. County uh, to end their marriage. They've been married since 2000, so this is not a short-term marriage, and they have three children together uh, who are all older, 21, 20, and 17. You know, you talk about Lindsey being bounced from Fleetwood Mac. I bet if he picked up the phone and said, I'd like to be back in the band, I think by 5 o'clock they could probably work that out, don't you think? Well, it's apparently not that simple. I know oh. these things. Uh, it's apparently not that simple. So he and Mick Fleetwood have kind of patched things up, and they're back in touch. Apparently when Peter Green died earlier this year, Lindsay contacted Mick and said, listen, I know you're hurting. I wanted to give my condolences. They started talking again. Lindsay's been giving Mick guitar lessons. Um, so they're on friendly terms again. But Mick will even tell you, he said, listen, it's going to come down to a choice between Lindsey Buckingham or Stevie Nicks and Fleetwood Mac. You know, Stevie, from what Mick says, Stevie will not be part of a Fleetwood Mac that includes Lindsey Buckingham anymore. Hmm. And so they, Fleetwood, they, Fleetwood Mac would have to make a decision. Do you get, you know, do you, do you let your most arguably most popular and best known member leave? You know, or do you, or do you keep her in and keep Lindsay out? Fleetwood Mac kind of proved that with with um, Neil Finn and Mike Campbell, they can continue and do well and draw a big crowd. So, it's it, it, they're in a, they're in kind of a tough position. If you had to bet, if you had to go to the window right now and place one hundred dollars on, they will all play together again, or they will not all play together again. What would you say? I think they will all play together again at some juncture. Whether it's for a tour or just an event or a one-off, I, I couldn't hmm. say. But but no, I, I think we'll certainly see all of them together on stage at oh, some point. Right. Let's move to feud number two. <laughs> David Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. This doesn't. This is this is going to be the gift that keeps on giving. Thank 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 you, Pink Floyd. Uh, always going to give us something to talk about. So you know, we talked last week about how Roger Waters came out slamming David Gilmore and his wife, uh, Polly Sampson, for trying to rewrite Pink Floyd history and make it look like David Gilmore was more a part of Pink Floyd than he really was. This is all over the animal, a new version of the Animals album. It's the only Pink Floyd album they haven't reissued in a remix, remastered, expanded, deluxe version apparently that remix has been done you know and it's good but you know the the current battle and it's really just a function of a longer battle between the two is over liner notes to accompany the album roger waters wants them in because 
they basically glorify Roger Waters and make it sound like he was the sole driving force. And David Gilmore will have none of that. And David Gilmore, <laughs> you're right, will have none of that. So he, before Roger Waters did his social media post, uh, David Gilmore and Polly Sampson, his wife, uh, did an interview with Rolling Stone and talking about the same thing and, you know, saying that, listen, the remix is done. Roger's the guy holding it up. You know, he's being, he's, what is a shirty is what David Gilmore said, you know, and and then over the liner notes. And talking about the guy, the liner notes, David Gilmore's version of that story is, is a Pink Floyd has never had liner notes in any of our stuff. So, you know, why should we start now? And B, I, meeting David Gilmore, didn't commission this, didn't approve it, and I get to approve this stuff. So, no, you know, you can't have the liner notes. So, you know, the two of them so, are just... So, okay, forget about liner notes. Let's okay. say we just put a booklet in there with some thoughts Pictures. from Roger Waters. Not yep. liner notes. We don't call them uh, liner notes. Can everybody live with that? I, you know, I I could. I don't know if David well, Gilmore if could unless they give it... Called the liner notes. Right, they're not even called liner notes. They're just called... But, it would be the same thing as like yeah. of course it would yeah i mean if you want if you want text with the albums why not let you know the band members either write write their own thing like isn't the whole point of buying other. these box sets to get more out of it Does to it, get insight right to get insight like what were you th okay what was you know just I, I had no idea you know i learned something when i got this right. and i read and just because they never did it before doesn't mean they shouldn't start doing it now hey yeah. tell your story yeah well yeah. and that's it so you know the I don't know. You know, the, this is Gilmore is going to say white. Waters is going to say black. Okay, no so matter. who's the bigger? Who's been the bigger problem over the years? Not just specifically here. But you're the judge. You're the judge, Judy. Here, you've got the gavel. Who do you side with? You know, I generally side with David Gilmore on these things because he's you know Roger Waters left the band, and you know, granted, yes, he left the band thinking there would be no band without him, and he was proven wrong, but. <laughs> Guess what? You rolled your you rolled your dice, dude, and they didn't come up seven or eleven for you. You got snake eyes. The band continued. You're not in it anymore. Carry on. So are you saying no liner notes then? Um, David, David Gilmore gets gets his way. Yeah, I don't think the liner notes are necessary. You know, I've, Pink Floyd has put out some magnificent box sets, really state-of-the-art box sets that have wonderful art books, picture books, you know. Can Roger well, Waters post his liner notes online? He did. He, he, did. he already has. <laughs> well, these weren't written right. by Roger Waters. These were written by, uh, you know, somebody commissioned by Roger Waters. You know, but, they, but right. the liner notes definitely are from Camp Roger. All right. But he did. He posted them online, so you can, you'll be able to buy your... And apparently Roger Waters has checked off now on releasing animals without the liner notes so you'll be able to buy it then you can go online and read the liner notes all right well settled good enough anyway internet saves the day saves the day again aerosmith why will they never tour again well it's not that they won't they haven't said they'll never tour again but brad whitford you know one of the guitarists and a co-founder uh was on a was on a podcast uh with joe bonamassa uh this week and you know said that he's concerned that Aerosmith will not be able to tour again. Part of that is age. You know, they're not going to be able to get on the, the road, he doesn't feel, until 2022, because Aerosmith is a big machine to get to get up and moving. You know, you can't just say, okay, we're going out, we're booking a bunch of shows for next month and going out. So 
He's concerned about it from a time limit uh, in terms of trying to tour Europe. Uh, because of Brexit, now it's much harder to tour in Europe. You have to get a you have to get work visas in the individual countries. You can't get it through the entire European Union. So that's very time consuming. It's very expensive. You're hearing a lot of acts complain about that. So he's just Brad Whitford is just worried that the circumstances are piling up that are going to really make it too difficult and too onerous for Aerosmith to get together and tour again. If I'm Jimmy Page, should I be mad that Robert Plant wants to work with Allison Krauss more than he wants to work with me? Um, well, if you were, you were mad about that back in uh, 2007, right? When you know they when Led Zeppelin had done the reunion concert at the O2 Arena, and then Robert Plant said no to any other additional reunion stuff because I want to work with Allison Krauss. And you know, listen, Raising Sand, their album in 2007, won five Grammy awards. And was platinum, so clearly that's a great creative relationship. And the news is apparently it is continuing. They they had to abandon a planned second album. All sorts of rumors about why on that, but now they've apparently been back in the studio. This is according to one of the musicians who played on the sessions, and you know this musician says that it's sounding great, and it you know it looks like it's you know it looks like it's on, and it's happening and. You know, it's, and I think that's something to be excited about because Raising Sand was certainly one of, if not the best album of 2007, and you know, and is, is a career high point for both artists. So I'd, I'd be looking forward to this if it's for real, and it certainly sounds like it's for real. Well, somebody else who won't see back out on the road, Sinead O'Connor. Well, we don't know. So here's the deal. Earlier in the week, Sinead O'Connor posted stuff saying she was retiring, that all these dates she had on the book are now going to go away, and, you know, don't cry for me, Argentina. This is a happy decision. It's time for me time for me to get out of the business, yada, yada, yada. Mm-hmm. Two days later, she, uh, she posted another message saying, just kidding. You know, not really. She didn't say it as kidding, but she did back down from that announcement. She said she had a couple of interviews with UK and Canadian broadcasters that that really triggered her that these broadcasters were you know were asked to go light on the mental health issues and the child abuse issues and neither one did you know they 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 went in hard and heavy and that she was just verklempt if you will and uh you know and so when a fan asked her subsequently online hey how about these dates she made a knee jerk reaction and said Nothing. No more music. No more concerts. No more. No more anything. I'm done. But she didn't really mean it. So. It's fairly standard issue for Sinead, right? You know, you take everything with Sinead with a grain of salt. She is, at best, emotional, and she, you know, she's still a tremendous artist. But yeah, she's gonna. You, you just don't know if what she says at any given moment is what she really needs to say and what is truly going to transpire. So if I plan on going to see her, I pencil it in my planner, right? I don't yeah, use pencil, ink. Pencil it in. Use use the number two pencil. You can put it in dark ink. Gave her another day in the news or, cycle. I mean, sorry, in dark, in dark pencil lead. <laughs> um, you know, but yeah, and then wait for the, wait for the next thing. All right. Yeah. And usually it's worth it because she's, she's really good still. She's just, she's Sinead O'Connor and, you know, you uh, buy or beware. All right, a couple things before we go. Uh, Brett Michaels as as a as a TV deal. Yeah, talking about a new TV show. It's going to be called um, 
rags to rescue and it's about animal rescue you know the the pets the people who rescued them and their quote unbroken fighting spirit unquote uh, there it looks like it's going to come on this fall they haven't said where yet and you know he's been around you know tv he did rock and love on vh1 he was on celebrity apprentice he did rock my rv on travel channel so so brett michael knows his way around tv uh, keep your eye on brettmichaels.com for updates about this new Rags to Rescue show. All right, and a couple of new albums. Neil Young is working on a new album. Right, new album with Crazy Horse. They and he, while he's working on this album, he is still never talking to David Crosby again. No, no. It's okay. Not, you know, but so we'll get we'll get a new Crazy Horse album, maybe, because Neil Young will t- is another one. He'll tell you one thing one day, and then, oh, yeah, I decided I didn't want to finish which, that. Which isn't illegal. I mean, which, no, it's not at all. They can do that. It's, it's, Neil, it's Neil Young. The guy has, you know, the guy has a pile of unreleased albums that, are, that could go from one side of Lake Michigan to the other. I watched that uh, Crosby Stills and Nash interview on Sunday morning on uh-huh. CBS a couple weeks ago, and uh, they asked David Crosby, just point blank, that's just him sitting there, and they said, I think he was talking about Graham Nash, and they said, how's your relationship with Graham Nash? And he just said, like a five-year-old, he hates my guts. Yeah. <laughs> and that, and, and, and Graham Nash true. hates David Crosby? And, and that's really saying something, because Graham Nash doesn't hate anybody. No, no but uh, this is, you know, they, they had, there's got there's something more to that falling out. Than, well, he said, he they said, well, why does he hate your guts? And he said, well, I said bad things about his wife. Well, no, that was Neil. That was Neil? Oh, was, was okay, Neil. I'm getting it mixed up then. Okay. Right, but, um, you know, th- something happened. Something really bad, bad enough that Graham won't talk about it specifically. You talking to, you, are you talking to either of those guys this week? Not this week, no. Okay, because I want you to ask every time you talk to them. Oh, What's yeah, no, yeah, that's, that's become a that's, – that's, that's been a question with these guys since the 70s. So, how's it with the other guys? All right, and Wolfgang Van Halen's album comes out today. Mammoth WVH is out. It is very. It's a very good album. Okay. Um, it's some of it sounds a little like Van Halen. Some of it sounds like no, other people, uh, but it's good. He did a he did a fine job, and it's it's nice to see that he's the real deal. All right, Gary. I want you to stay hydrated this weekend. Yeah, you gotta, okay. You guys do. You All guys right. Do. Watch the humidity. Hate to have our music guy have to take a knee out in the yard somewhere. Yes, Whew, sir. Man, I got to take a knee. <laughs> <laughs> Actually, I'll be taking plenty of needs because there's weeding to be done. Okay, Gary, All we'll right, talk Gary, to you next care. week. Take care. Gary Graff, our music guy.